Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. So I'm on the phone today with Krista Hall, who's a founder of the Good Guys Kombucha, and they're located in Tampara, Finland, which is about 170 miles, uh, kilometers, I'm sorry, north of Helsinki. Hello, Krista. How are you? Hey, Ian. I'm very good, and thanks for having me. Uh, so, Krista, I understand you're one of a team of six who founded the Good Guys. Is that right? That is correct, yes. We have a really large team, and it was a bunch of individuals that we came together and decided to um, set up and establish the Good Guys Kombucha. So this happened uh, early 2018. In 2017, we were still uh, thinking since the, the whole beginning of the company was really uh, formed on tea or based on tea. We got very, very excited about tea and we uh, made a 15-episode tea documentary on YouTube about how tea is grown in Sri Lanka, how it's processed, how it's sold in the, the global auctions, and then how it finally ends up in our supermarket shelves. So after that, we started thinking of how, how could we do something around tea. So it helped me understand then is, uh, I, I don't know how many people know, is uh, I always think of European countries like Germany and France as big coffee drinking. Is tea big in Finland more so than coffee? No, no, not at all. Uh, tea is, uh, is barely an afterthought. Like, uh, Finland is the number one uh, coffee consuming nation in the world per capita. So we uh, consume the most amount of coffee. Um, so if you stop a random thing on the street and ask them, would you like to have a very, very nice cup of tea, they'll probably ask you to leave and say that, well, you know, I, I only drink coffee. Leave me alone. So we started thinking, how, because we got very, very excited about tea, and we think, we think there's a lot of promise, and, and we definitely feel that more Finnish people should drink tea because of its health benefits, and, uh, it, you know, it's a great beverage. So we were thinking, how could we and make this happen. How, we, how could we get people to drink more tea in Finland? We came across kombucha. A friend of ours uh, who, who just came back from New Zealand in 2017, he had been brewing kombucha, and we started looking into it in, uh, as one possibility of uh, getting the tea message out there. So that ended up happening. So we started brewing kombucha, and now our customers are happily drinking kombucha, and they don't even realize that they're drinking tea, essentially. So we are quite happy about the uh, turn of events. Well, it's kind of interesting because, I, you know, if you contrast your situation with, say, the United Kingdom in England, obviously that's known as a tea-drinking com- country, but kombucha is still something most people would say, what's What's that? But in, in Finland, it sounds like you've got, you, you were already used to having a, a minority interest in the tea. So producing kombucha is not a big deal. It's just another minority interest by the sound of it. And looking at your Instagram and website, what immediately becomes apparent is the good guys actually um, produce and sell home brewing kombucha kits. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's right. So we do have our bottle kombucha, of course, but we, we want to start from the beginning is to get people more familiar of how can they brew kombucha at home. We have a strong do-it-yourself culture in Finland, and we want to get this uh, the hands of uh, 
average Finnish people. So we started making kombucha starter kits. And we've noticed that it's a very, very popular thing in Finland. A lot of people are uh, brewing kombucha at home. We have a Facebook group for all these home brewers. So they can easily ask advice and they can share recipes and, you know, get other people and their friends uh, involved as well. And when you have a lot of scobies, of course, you have the problem of where you're going to put all those scobies. So naturally, you want to keep them to your friends and family. And that's how the whole culture evolves and grows. Okay. Well, do you, do you teach um, like in-person classes or is it done through the Facebook group and educational videos? How, how do you, or is it, is it all in the package? You know, how do people it is all, actually it is, it is all in the package. So we have an um, illustrated guide on how to brew kombucha. Then also we have a kombucha academy uh, on our website and that it consists of five videos currently. Uh, so it's an easy way for people who don't like to read instructions. They go online, they watch the videos, and they uh, learn from there. And of course, as a supportive material or supportive resource, we have the Facebook group. And then occasionally we receive some calls and emails and text messages and whatnot from our uh, dear customers asking about uh, like some tricky um, problems that they have encountered when brewing kombucha. So how is the, the company going? You're getting on for two years in business now, and um, you're selling these kits. How, how are they being sold, and, and what kind of response are you getting? Um, but there's actually quite surprisingly positive demand for these starter kits. So we are selling those on our website where we sell the starter kits, different kind of cultures, all home-proving equipment, really. And then we also distribute these um, starter kits through um, retailers. So through these distributors, we've had very rapid growth for the starter kits and other uh, kombucha cultures. But also, at the same time, the bottle sales, uh, bottled kombucha is going very well as well and, and growing all the time. Yeah, we actually skipped over that. Um, you sell, you bottle kombucha yourself. What, um, what, what flavors do you sell? Uh, what range of flavors and uh, what sizes and so on? Tell us about the, the kombucha you actually sell as a drink. So we have currently four core flavors. And the core flavors include strawberry and basil, fresh ginger, um, one with ginger, turmeric, and carrot, and then our unflavored sense of green tea. And then we just recently launched um, an herbal kombucha series or a range for, for herbal kombuchas. And our first herbal kombucha is approved uh, with guayusa leaf. And the guayusa leaf um, is an indigenous plant from the Amazon rainforest. It grows in Ecuador. It's very high in caffeine um, content and also has a very many different kinds of chemical compounds, very healthy chemical compounds, such as L-theanine, which you find also in tea. And uh, we are rolling out new flavors next year just to get our core flavors and then our herbal range um, to the size that we really want. And, and all and of these bottles, many... they, are, they are in glass bottle, and it's 350 milliliters each. Yeah, and do you, do you have any uh, sales on uh, tap or with draft kombucha in, in your facility or in cafes and bars anywhere? Yes, we do. We have a couple of customers who have our tap systems. So we are selling it by the keg, 
And also when we are attending events, which we do quite frequently, we always take our kombucha taps um, because it's a very nice and convenient and easy way to test new flavors. So what we often do, we go to an event, we take a couple of our core flavors and then something new and let the public say, uh, have a taste and hear out the opinions, whether they like it or not. And, and are the customers exclusively for the kits and the, and the kombucha, are your customers exclusively in Finland? Or do you have, uh, looking on the map, I, I see it's, uh, you've got Estonia, obviously uh, Russia and Sweden are your neighbors, I guess. Do you have any other customers in other countries? In Sweden we have. Yes, we are selling our starter kits and cultures in Sweden. Um, but in terms of Estonia and Russia, at least in Estonia, there's a lot of. Uh, it was ahead of Finland in terms of kombucha. It already has more breweries than Finland has. And in Russia, because of the very, very long history with kombucha, I think I've had a chat with one Russian kombucha brewery, and they said that it is not as easy to sell commercially kombucha as because uh, traditionally they have been making it at home. So when you have that kind of uh, mentality where your grandmother has been brewing kombucha at home for for as long as you can remember, it's hard to justify a very high price for craft kombucha in a supermarket. Yeah, that that is actually what I've read. It's part of the uh, the history of kombucha. Seems to be you know everybody says well it started in China two thousand years ago, but then they quickly say. In Russia, it's known as kvass, I guess, is uh, one of the terms for it. And, and everybody, it's like kimchi in Korea. Everybody's grandmother brews it. Well, it's, it's fascinating that you are selling as a kit the home brewing. And I know you're probably aware there are companies in other parts of the, country, the world. In fact, I, I did a posting on Booch News about a company that was on the shark tank uh, where they got investors and they're, they're very successful as a kit. So it seems like in, that, in your region, uh, with the Finnish uh, population looking at do-it-yourself, you're, you're on a winner. As well as the do-it-yourself kits and your own brewing of kombucha, are there any other products that the good guys are selling? Well, yes, actually. Just recently, we had a problem of um, a lot of... Uh, as any commercial uh, brewery must have the same problem, there's a lot of scobies that you produce. And then at some stage, these um, older scobies, they need to be retired. So we were getting rid of these old scobies, and it was a shame because it's very nice and good and healthy organic material. So what we did recently, just uh, three to four months ago, we partnered with a local natural cosmetics company, uh, called Flow Cosmetics, and they started making um, kombucha soap bars out of our uh, retired scobies. And that's a very nice uh, new product that we had, and people have so far loved it. And, you know, we are tr- trying to reduce the amount of waste we produce, of course, in our production. So this is a very good way of, uh, of a win-win, I'd say. So the scoby becomes part of a bar of soap. I mean, they must add other ingredients, do they, to make it? Yes, flavor. of course, yes. So they only use natural uh, ingredients because it's natural cosmetics that, that they produce. So the whole soap bar is organic, and as one ingredient, it has our SCOBY. Some customers ask, so what is the benefit of having a scope, uh, kombucha soap? Of course, uh, the, the bacteria doesn't reach all the way to your gut, but maybe you can have a probiotic wash on your outside of your body rather than inside. <laughs> 
A probiotic wash. I love it. Um, where do you see yourself? You say you've been in business two years, so let's fast forward if it was, say, another two years from now. Um, do you have any sort of dreams or plans for the company in the future? Yes, of course. Um, we are growing very, very fast. And the problem currently is that there are so many things we want to do, but there's only so much time to do all these things. So we have very uh, great plans for the future and bright plans, but then we have to be realistic on what are the things that we can really achieve. Uh, uh, what I personally want us to, uh, well, want to see us in two years' time is to be uh, established in the Scandinavian and the Nordic countries and also looking at the UK because the UK is a very, very big market and, of course, very interesting for all of the kombucha breweries because there's a lot of um, niche players can fit in the same market as, as well as many of those more established uh, players too. Yeah, and certainly they know all about tea. So that's good. Yeah, well, they know everything, everything about tea, yeah. Yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned, though, is you're actually the head of the Kombucha Brewers International group in um, Europe uh, as a volunteer position, I guess. But what are you finding the advantages of being a KBI member are? And, and I know you were in the Kombucha Khan in uh, Southern California at the beginning of this year. What, what are you seeing uh, with KBIs? Uh, what's the value of KBI support for you? Well, I think... KBI is very, very valuable for us. Uh, it's a really um, very instrumental in um, nurturing and growing the whole industry. Kombucha industry currently is very small in Europe, and by meeting other breweries, seeing what other people are doing, and uh, linking everybody together, this network of like-minded people and kombucha breweries, we are all in the same struggle, in a, in a way, uh, different European countries are in a different position. Say, um, in Spain, there's the most amount of kombucha brewers by number, and then, for instance, Germany, a very very big country and big market, they are lacking behind somewhat in in terms of kombucha awareness. So you have these very interesting pockets of um, different uh, countries. Uh, which are in different phases of uh, kombucha penetration and an awareness. So it's good to learn and hear what other people are doing and what are the things that they see that is working and what is not working that well. Uh, unlike the U.S., where you can go national, uh, nationwide fairly easy, as, as I understand, it's not the same thing in Europe, only because of the label sizes. There's only so many um, uh, languages you can support on one label. So you've got to be mindful on which are the markets that you're going to and what do you want to do. And for us, definitely, the KPI membership and being the head of KPI Europe is a very um, strong commitment on growing the whole industry as a whole. So as part of that growth, you, you would encourage other kombucha brewers in Europe to, to take a look at KPI and, and sign up. Yes, for sure, because the way I see this industry growing is similar to craft beer and the wine industry. So we have a very, very interesting sector, very interesting product, and now it's the time to come together 
and uh, and see this development together so that we can build it as, as a very robust industry. And personally, what I've been delighted about this new job, like only two years brewing commercially, is that everybody's so openly welcoming. They're sharing knowledge. They all are doing a good thing, well, mainly because they are brewing a healthy beverage. Why wouldn't you have healthy values behind you? So that's, that's my uh, impression and ex- experience of the industry. And this is something that I'm very much looking forward to foster as well so that we can keep our industry in a very healthy um, state. Well, that's great, Christopher. Thanks so much for talking to Booch News today. Oh, thank you very much, Ian. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.